Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> Hello, fuckers, and welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti-slut-shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And we are authors of a published book. Woo! Holy fucking shit. It's not published while we were the, the second that we are recording this, but by the time this comes out, we will have been published authors of a book called Fucked Being Fucked. Sexually Explorative and Self-Confident in a World That Screwed. Check it out. Barnes and Noble, feature table. Suck it, everybody. Suck it. Fifth grade teacher who said I never amount to nothing. I did have one. Really? She was very mean. Yeah, she's my math teacher. Um, But you know what? If I was still upset about it, I'd go talk to a therapist on Talkspace. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you can relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match you with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. And to show your support, the guys we fucked, use code GWF and get 30 bucks off your first month. That's GWF at Talkspace.com slash GWF. Side note, uh, my boyfriend, Steven, uh, speaks to his Talkspace therapist once a week and he fucking loves it. And that guy hates a lot of things. And he's very snobby and he really, really loves Talkspace. And that to me is like, that's all Best endorsement ever. Honestly, yeah. Come see us live um, tomorrow. Are you in Phoenix, Arizona? Because holy fucking shit, do you want to see the most amazing live recording of Guys We Fucked in the entire universe? You should go. It's, we're going to be on the All Things Comedy Festival at Stand Up Live tomorrow, 9.30 p.m. We are doing a live recording of Guys We Fucked. You, If it's not sold out already, it's probably not because I don't know why no one's buying tickets, but you should. We, we're not going to say the name of the guest we have, but holy shit, we've been wanting to interview this person I feel like since we the beginning should, of time. Because... <laughs> I feel like we might be more impressed. Than they are. Well, I don't want to build it up too much. Also. Uh, well, just come. It's going to be fun. It's going to be, it, it's no matter what you think, it's a fucking legend. It's a fucking mm-hmm. legendary person. Um, okay. So then November 2nd, Vermont, uh, I'm going to be headlining the Vermont Comedy Club. Tickets are $15. All I have to do is go to the website. That's it. Just get tickets. New York City, Thursday, November 9th, we are retiring our Guys We Fucked the Experience show. We're going to be performing it one last time in New York City. City where we live uh, at one of the biggest venues. It is the biggest venue we've ever done in New York City, Tribeca Performing Arts Center on November 9th. You're going to want to fly in for that. So do it. Los Angeles, California on Sunday, November 19th at 8.30 p.m. We're going to be at the Comedy Store in the main room celebrating with a special show that is our book mitzvah. There will be special surprise guests that probably that you've heard on the podcast. Uh, We'll read some shit from our book. We'll give you some advice. We'll do stand-up. It'll be a grand old time. You're not going to want to miss that. Uh, And you won't miss it if you're wearing your Hubble contact lenses. Oh, 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 good transition. Woo-woo. Do you overwear your contact lenses to save money. Yeah. I think we've all done that. Uh, what if I told you that you can get a fresh pair of lenses for every single day for $30 a month? What? You do the math. That's a dollar a day. This is half the price of other brands. Go to HubbleContacts.com and get your first two weeks free. Uh, I've worn Hubble contact lenses before I got LASIK and they were really great. I was very hesitant 
because I was like, what's this weird thing that I go to a website and they send me contacts, but they were super cute and they came very fast and it was a very easy, quick experience. Uh, contacts are expensive because four companies control 97% of the market until now. Hubble you up. They give the contacts directly to you. Like a good way though. <laughs> Again, go to Hubble contacts. That's H U B B L E dot com. Get your first two weeks of lenses for free, 15 pairs for free. Uh, you'll get 2020 vision for half the price. H-U-B-B-L-E contacts.com. And when you got your Hubble contacts in, you'll be able to turn your wrist towards your face and check the time with your movement watch. Started by two broke college kids that wanted to wear stylus watches but couldn't afford them. M- movement watches, it's MVMT, uh, was founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. Okay, I love movement watches. I didn't realize because I've never really bought watches that watches are fucking expensive. So you can either get like a thousand dollar Cartier watch or like a two dollar watch is going to break in five seconds. And and movement watches uh, is a company that kind of filled that gap where you have a really nice, sharp looking watch that doesn't cost a trillion dollars by selling their products entirely online. Movement was able to cut out the middleman and the retail markup in order to provide you with the best price possible. Watch is starting at just 95 bucks. That's a fraction of what department stores uh, typically charge. The revolutionary pricing, along with movement's classic design quality, construction, and styles minimalism has led to over a million watches being sold in over 160 countries. I even have one, and I've been getting compliments ever since I put it on. Um, I do have one. I read that because it's part of the copy. Uh, that's why we're, we're you doing a weird voice. So step up your watch game and see why people across the world love movement watches. Just go to mvmt.com slash GWF. You get 15% off today, plus free shipping and free returns. So if you don't like it, just be like, nah, and then return it. That's mvmt.com slash GWF. Join the movement. And it's a really cool company because like us, they started from the ground up. Oh, yeah. They launched launched a very small company and they made it a big company. Kind of like we started this little dream of a podcast. And then then we were pouncing bitches on the podcast charts. Okay. I like I buy a lot of things that I hear advertised on podcasts, honestly. Squarespace, I buy. I have a Squarespace. Like I bought because there's cause good it does stuff. Be, it, and it makes a lot of sense though that companies can say, "Hey, I can give you this good product, and it's not going to be as expensive because I don't have to hire. Like it's not a retail store. That's and also, a lot of money. I find podcasts they um advertise a lot of like more innovative product, like whatever like, yeah. the new thing is, like the new thing that that everyone is going to get into that I'm going to see Instagram ads for. I always hear about it on. Uh, you know, the 10 uh, podcasts I've listened to in my life. Okay, so you guys, we've did some housekeeping uh, and we're gonna, uh, I'm gonna do something that, uh, you know, isn't my best skill, read out loud. Um, But we wanted to read for you guys an excerpt from our book and it's currently available in hardcover, ebook, audiobook on audible.com. Kern and I narrated and unlike right now, uh, if I messed up, I could re-record it. So, you know, but uh, the audiobook is amazing. And if you don't like to read, that's a good option for you. Um, So here we go. Are you a degenerate cum dumpster who isn't worthy of love or affection? Probably not. But odds are someone has made you feel that way at one point in time. Hi, we're Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson, co-hosts of Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast, a weekly comedic discussion about human sexuality, relationships and taboos that has garnered an absurdly large and loyal following, mostly because people feel a greater sense of shame, sexual shame and hookup hangups than we could have ever imagined. 
The catalyst for the podcast went down inside a Panera Bread with Corinne and her boyfriend at the time, a man who will be referred to from this point on as Panera. After purchasing her book, her broke, (laughs) after purchasing her broke, (laughs) also a comic bow of two years, a you pick two combo complete with the 99 cent dessert add on. He told her, I can't do this anymore. It was a breakup breakdown of epic proportions, partly because Corinne had just lost the love of her life and partly because she realized how much control she had allowed a man to have over her happiness for so long. She spent months thinking about this, mostly using comedy as rehab, and began interrogating everyone she knew about their boyfriends, girlfriends, marriages, and breakups. She was on her way to becoming the Barbara Walters of relationships. After almost a year of reflection, including drawing way too much of a correlation between the Katy Perry-Russell brand breakup and her own, Corinne got an idea, an awful idea. Corinne got a wonderful, awful idea. Influenced perhaps a little too much by movies starring John Cusack, she decided to take a cue from High Fidelity and go back and interview every boyfriend and sex partner she'd ever had to figure out what she was doing wrong. But for an undertaking of this level, one needs a friend. So Corinne sent a text message to her longtime comedy partner, Christina, the other half of the Sorry About Last Night duo. The two girls had already made somewhat of a splash on the local comedy scene with their BYOB variety shows, rap music videos dedicated to shitty roommates, recaps of their uh, the show Girls, and self-titled two-woman show at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in Chelsea. So to pair up on this new venture seemed only natural. And then there's an image there, but we can't read that. You gotta get the book to get that. (laughs) From its inception at a dining room table at 151 Kent Avenue in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. You can still go there. It's still standing. Uh, The goal of Sorry About Last Night had always been to create comedy with a purpose. And this idea seemed to capture that notion quite succinctly. By sitting down with people from our past, we would become our best selves for the future. After a few whiskey-infused meetings, including one in which Christina suggested adding the anti-slut-shaming podcast to the show's title, we pitched her idea to Stand Up New York Labs, the original home of Guys We Fucked, who accepted our edgy concept with open arms. Corinne, that's me, knew exactly who she wanted to start with for the first episode. Vinny Vitali, a charming, handsome, albeit neurotic, comedian from Vernon, New Jersey who had been her on-again, off-again fling post-Panera. He adored Corinne, and she adored that adoration. (laughs) After, I gotta be honest. At least be honest. uh, After propositioning Vinny one final time, this one being non-sexual and in a coffee bean at the corner of Bleecker and McDougal, their fate was sealed. The episode, ultimately entitled Vinny, Can I Choke You, started with Corinne recounting her recent and only one night stand with another Jersey boy, Anthony, from Atlantic City, and Christina complaining about getting mistaken for a stripper. It ended up. Don't you hate that, ladies? <laughs> it ended up being listened to by over 500,000 people. Listeners seemed to immediately gravitate toward our open and honest approach to sexuality because, they said, it made them feel like they were hanging out with their friends. As the interviews with former flings, fuck buddies, and ex boyfriends piled up, so did the emails in our inbox. Without prodding, subscribers began to furiously seek sex dating and relationship advice from us. Two pretty regular 20-somethings. Oh, that was long ago. (laughs) And all those emails were connected by one overbearing common thread. Shame. 
These letters from strangers served as an alarming wake-up call about society's relationship with sexuality. So we began to dive deeper with our guests and our subject matter, the darker the better. While comedy was still the glue that held every fucked up story together, we regularly laughed and cried with our guests about abortion, pedophilia, rape, sexual assault, domestic abuse, stalking, and suicide. What started out as a self-centered endeavor to explore more about ourselves quickly morphed into something bigger. Doing our podcast has taught us how necessary it is to have women be confident and vocal about their sexual choices, be shameless but smart about them, and be serious but with a sense of humor, something sorely lacking in both sexuality and feminism. We are those women. The only shame we would feel is if we didn't write this book. Snap. Damn. Uh, After reading three years worth of emails from strangers of every age, gender, race and sexual orientation. uh, I mean, we hope. And from all around the world. the, The one thing we can say for certain is that whatever flavor of sexual shame you may have, you are not alone. While this book won't be able to magically heal you, we hope it will allow you to see yourself in a different way. If you're struggling to get over a breakup, coping with sexual trauma, or just dealing with the awkwardness of being human, we hope reading this will allow the healing process to continue or begin. Self-help is not selfish. In fact, we believe it's the most selfless thing you can do. By taking time to better yourself, you will be a better partner. If the airplane of your life is going down, you have to properly affix your oxygen mask before helping anyone else. We know this because we've seen it with our podcast guests, in emails from our listeners, and in our own lives. While we're not necessarily suggesting you air your sexual laundry for the entire world to hear, that's kind of our thing. Yeah, don't do it. We can certainly say the lessons from our podcasts are universal and transformative. Perhaps the biggest transformation has been in how the two of us understand ourselves. We've left no taboo stone unturned, and our conversations have frequently highlighted the delightful differences between us. The topics, while off-polarizing, have done us the great service of showcasing our odd couple juxtaposition of personalities. Corinne, three years older and a resident of New York City since age 17, is aggressively realistic, open-minded, sarcastic, wise, and food-driven, while Christina is loquacious, optimistic, curious, kind-hearted, and a proud member of the Church of Beyonce. Damn straight. This book. Within the first six months of recording Guys We Fucked, we were offered our first book deal by an editor who had published the sideways exploits of a comedian we love and admire. While we were thrilled at the prospect, he quickly began pressuring us to alter our nonfiction sex stories into tawdry supermarket checkout tales with long descriptions of dick size that made fun of how stupid the men we fucked had been. But that wasn't our style and certainly wasn't the case, so we passed. We were tired of these books that pandered to women like we're all hot messes, unable to handle our emotions with the assistance without the assistance of a man, a glass of rosé and a Xanax. This book is the antidote to all that noise. It will show the reader, be you male, female, transgender, or undecided, that you deal with shit, you brush your shoulders off like Jay-Z, and you move the fuck on. In a society where, for some reason, it has become chic to be the victim, we say this pity party ends now. This manual won't be just for dames post-breakup and couples thinking of having a threesome. 
we're going to deal with a dark uh, with the darker topics that most sexual self-help books won't cover. We'll go right from butt stuff to abortions, from sexual harassment to body shaming, because the overly cautious dialogue about these topics thus far has been hindering the cause. This book will take over where your therapist left off because we wholeheartedly believe that the best way to feel better isn't for someone else to guide you through your feelings. It's to be strong enough to have the ability to laugh, laugh yourself through the pain. This is more than a book about how to step away from the Ben and Jerry's if Jeff won't text you back. This is a book that will help you to be a person who won't, who would never let Jeff have enough power over you to open that pint to begin with, unless you just want a snack and that's fine. A lot of books are by experts to so sure of what you should do that they're willing to make you feel terrible if you don't follow their instructions to a T. Well, we can't tell you what to do because that's your job. We do, however, have a laundry list of things we would suggest not doing based on our own experiences. This is a what not to do manual, if you will, based on true events, of course. This is a guide to love and sex for women who drink whiskey because they like it, not because it's a cute thing to say on your Tinder profile. It has no trigger warnings because life doesn't come with those. It won't talk down to you or hold you while you're crying. You're not weak. You can get through this. We're not going to explain to you why he's just not that into you because it doesn't fucking matter. Despite what television, rom-coms, and Cosmo tells you, you're fine all by yourself. This is the book Bridget Jones should have read instead of writing that shitty diary in the first place. Self-help guides are kind of bullshit because, well, if they really worked, we'd all be smiling, journaling, and juicing 24-7. We all, for, uh, we all from time to time have a tumultuous relationship with our sexuality. So think of this book as a mental detox from the crap you've been fed regarding the choices you've made with your body. Sex isn't evil, and talking about it is the first step in your personal erotic exorcism. So let's talk about fucking. It's funny because I I, I was like, oh, Cosmo, uh, our uh, book is thank featured. Thank you for featuring us, Cosmo. In the November issue of Cosmo. <laughs> well, it's which was very very meaningful to me specifically because I grew up, I would go over my friend Amanda's house in middle school and her mom let us watch her Sex and the City DVD box set mm. and I would read all of her mom's Cosmos and yeah. I would learn about, I would learn about sex. But then once you kind of grow up and you see all the things that are available about sex and dating, it's like they're either condescending or medical and stale or like, he, you know, he really wants, he just wants you to blow him at dinner. Like, no, you know, and you have to take into account getting to know yourself and what you want. That's such an important factor. And for me, one of the reasons that I, I'm so proud of this book, uh, our listeners are a really big part of it. Uh, Elise Perry, shout out, uh, who is a listener of Guys We Fucked um, and an amazing illustrator, did all the designs for that you're going to see inside. And in between each section, the dividers have word bubbles with questions that relate to the topic. And those are all grabbed verbatim from our inbox. Those are subject lines from so listeners. So you might see yourself. You might. You really you no might. names, obviously. Yeah. And then yeah, and then the the photo on the cover is also taken by our longtime friend and photographer D Guerreros, who's been with us taking photos she since the day avatar. one. She took that you know, the picture that you see the us cigar. most likely with with a cigar and the whiskey. Um, so it's really just kind of this nice package of all the people who have helped us to get this love get to this level the artists who have helped us the listeners who have helped us and everyone who shared a story or a thought or 
said something rude that made me go off on a tangent. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I think at this time it felt right to write a book because we have a very unique window into the minds of people. And you tell us your deepest, darkest secrets or stuff you're ashamed of or afraid of or something you think is weird, but then we read it and we're like, that's not weird. And so we kind of have had, because of you guys, a really good idea of what, what are people, what do people need? To, what's going to help the most? And so thank you for writing us and listening to us. And this is the reason why we were able to write a book is because of you guys. So um, yeah, this shit. And it wouldn't be humanly possible to respond to every email that we have in our inbox. Uh, yeah. We just, it's just, we, I don't would, think a, a person could really do that realistically would, without sleeping. If that was their full time, if that was our full time job and we could make money by answering the emails, not that we need the money, but like literally we were going to spend all our time. We wouldn't have it. time to make a living otherwise. Um, so hopefully if you know, if we, you have a question that hasn't been answered, uh, cause sometimes I feel really guilty about not getting back to us. And, and hopefully if it was something that you really, really needed urgent help with you've uh either put a all caps title and we answered it or you found a therapist or a friend or family member or, or counselor who could help you with this but if not and if the things were less pressing hopefully the answers or a kind of a way to get to those answers is available in this book i think it's pretty comprehensive we cover a lot of stuff and yeah it's definitely directed you know more towards you know women women i think but yeah because they have that's the most of the stories that i read about sexual shame are from from our listeners are from women well and we are women and i and 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 we don't yeah i don't know i can't we can't get into a guy's mind and we try to be as inclusive as possible but when you're writing a book it's like it would almost i think it would be irresponsible to write from a perspective that we didn't know men should do this like i don't so it's like yes this is our lives we grew up in uh you know the northeast of america well for most of the time we grew up in virginia for a little bit but uh you know, so hopefully but, you enjoy it. And again, I, it's something I highly recommend since it's not super targeted. Like, I don't I don't think an adult man is going to get a ton out of this if you're straight. Maybe. But I think, no, but I think I think a better thing to do is like if you want to support the podcast, if you're a longtime listener, buying it and giving it to uh, a young woman in your life, I think would be a really like cool gesture. And then just and then you just say, like, Corinne and Christina said it wasn't creepy to do that. Yeah. And, or or don't, uh, to, don't try to fuck them. I would that. love for a lot of young men to listen to this book or to read the book or listen if you get it on Audible, too, because I feel like a lot of the things I wish I could tell all the young men in my life. Uh, really, I, I do. It'll be more of a guidance on like how to treat women in your life. Yeah, not yeah. really, not as much guidance for yourself was what I was getting at. Oh, right, right, right. Because it's like, yeah, we can, really can't. I don't know how you want to jerk off. You jerk off how you want to jerk off. I'm yeah, tell we, you I don't do. know about your penis. Um, And it also means a lot to me because our moms uh, had a part in it Um, that I've, uh, that means so much to me. Um, And Stephen wrote a little paragraph in it because in a part where I was like, I don't, I'm not going to say what a man's perspective is on this butt stuff. You say it. So he wrote like a little excerpt. Uh, James wrote a part too, but I mean, not by him, not by himself. I just like interviewed him and then, um, oh, that's took good. Credit for what he said. <laughs> uh, but you know, I did mention his name here or there and, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was my life's goal to get, to have, have my mom be a published author. So like, oh. we're, we're kind of there. Yeah, you are. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> we're kind of there. All right. Our guest. Uh, oh, we have such a fun conversation with the this week's guest. Uh, she is a New Orleans-based singer-songwriter. Uh, she's never been to high school. I didn't know that. Oh, did we talk about that with her? 
We asked no, our we intern talked, to research We talked a lot about. about fucking, which was needed because yes. we've had some downer episodes because the world is a, a cesspool. Yes, but the world is fucked up and it's also fun and funny and we're going to focus on that part of it. She has a Kickstarter for her new game, The Effing Truth, a card game for people who fucking tell and we answer a lot of questions on this episode from her cards and it's fucking fascinating. You learned a lot about us that you didn't know before. She has an album yeah. out called So Ferocious. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Carsey Blanton. Walking through the city feeling so ferocious I could take anyone You ain't gonna see me just took it i took it earlier i woke up with a kink in my neck and cramps so bad i couldn't stand up uh, so i was walking like uh i could have been in a haunted house <laughs> <laughs> well it's tis the season yeah so you were talking before you're a musician i am i'm a songwriter songwriter yep what do you play what instruments too. what instruments do you play <laughs> um i play guitar nice That's my main deal and you were telling me about right before corinne buzzed and came over about the type of man you're into is going out of fashion. And I was like, hold that thought. We're going to talk about it on the mics. Okay. Well, so you were talking about how you're into like the metrosexual sensitive guy thing. Mm -hmm. And that's great because that is going around. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm into the like manly, assertive, like traditional masculinity guy. Oh yeah, bit, me too. They're very bit, hard to find. A little bit clean cut, like has a job job, that kind of thing. Uh -huh. And I feel like that is like uh, in our generation, that has really fallen out of favor. I like a guy like with I, a job. <laughs> Boo. Like I find Not it a, a lot little... of jobs, yeah. <laughs> really aren't, gotta say. I find it even embarrassing to be attracted. I'm like, oh, I'm into the whole like the the like last century version of masculinity and clearly that's not what we're doing now no but you know, and that's great mean you, you want someone to punch you in the face you know no but like maybe slap me sometimes but only when we're having bed, sex yeah. yeah but every i mean i that's why i like metrosexual guys i feel like they're more they're like totally willing to do that they're down but like yeah. in regular life they're not gonna slap you and that's good fingers crossed <laughs> i don't know sometimes they will though sometimes they surprise you you know sometimes you in the middle sometimes of the day sometimes if they're yeah. trying to be metro but secretly they're super aggro 
and then it comes out at a weird time. What's yeah. aggro? That that aggro type? like aggressive like aggressive. Oh, rock. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't trust metrosexual agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> so how what kind of what kind of guys okay so you like really stereotypically masculine guys like well, who's the last guy you dated like what was he like was he that type of person well so i'm married I'm oh a, shit i'm open married so Ooh. i'm married but get to fuck around which is best of both worlds in okay my humble opinion so many questions because i agree <laughs> that sounds like my my personal ideal scenario what how when did you start being open okay so we've been together just over 10 years and nice. when we got together, we established that we both really liked being single and wanted to still get to act as though we were single. So we had a one night stand. And the next morning I was like, listen, I just got out of a relationship. I don't really want to be somebody's girlfriend. And he was like, great. I don't want to be somebody's boyfriend. So it was sort of like the initial setting of the relationship was that we both were really enjoying being single and sleeping around. And so we just continued doing that even so as we... Buddy. He was my fuck buddy, but we were hanging out a lot because okay. we were like falling in love. So oh. it was like my fuck buddy, but we fell in love. And then we like moved in together after a few months. But wow. it was still like we had established a baseline of like, it's cool that you can be attracted to other people and maybe even get to have sex with them. So from day one, it was open? From day one, it was open. We've closed it a couple times since then because like. Oh, like closed for business for now. Yeah. That's we've had nice. like a few months here and there of monogamy because like we're dealing with other stuff or. Yeah. Because if someone. Or somebody oh, no, got their feelings hurt. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if like, you know, if your husband's mother just passed away. Yeah. You're not going to go fuck Charlie You're not going to call upstairs. him and be like, listen, uh, I'm on tour and there's this. Yeah traditionally masculine how guy are you uh, how often are you uh uh acting on it because it seems like if you're closing it for a few months you must be pretty acting on the openness pretty frequently i'm i'm pretty sexually active myself right <laughs> and do you know about your husband or is it you don't, don't ask we, no we do talk about okay. it what are your what are your rules okay what are, so the rules are that we talk about like extramarital sex before we engage in it. Okay. Oh, what do you, what does that conversation consist of? You never go fuck Dave over there. <laughs> kind of. Usually <laughs> these days it's like a text. Like it's almost always when I'm out of town. So I tour a yeah. lot. So I'm gone like half the time. So that's actually one of the things that I think makes it work is that we're not like living the domestic life all the time. Mm -hmm. So we're apart a lot and I'll be on tour. So often I'll send a text that's like, hey, Getting there's on the a guy. Road. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy at the house I'm staying at, or like at the show, or whatever. Would that be cool if we did whatever? If we and like, he, does he always say yes? Not always. So he doesn't say yes if he's like stressed out. If he's stressed out, he's like, I don't want to deal with wondering what's going on. And if if mm. he's not stressed out and he's feeling good, he's usually like, yeah, whatever, like have fun. I'm doing my life. You're doing your yeah. life. Yeah. And then have you? Does he grant you that same courtesy? Uh, to tell me. Yeah. Yes. And does. do you say yes and no sometimes? Yeah. We, there's been like a long journey with it. Now I'm thinking back. So first of all, I act on it more than he does in recent years. It okay. used to be the opposite. Okay. Uh, is he the same age as you or is he older? He's older than me. Okay. And he also like slept around more than I did before we got together because okay. he was older than me. So it was, there was a, at the beginning, there was a little feeling of like, well, you have to catch up to like all the sledding around that I already did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're my age, you're 32, right? Yeah. And then how old is he? Like how much older? He's 34. Oh, so not that much or older. 35, he's okay. 35. But 10 okay. years ago when you <laughs> met. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, um, you, you being 22 when you met, that's, I mean, yeah. that's a bait. You barely, I mean, I hadn't yeah. gotten anything And done. I had just, I had gotten out of a four-year relationship oh. already. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just hadn't been a single adult for right. enough time. I felt no, like. That's super important, yeah. yeah. That's how I felt, feel kind of, because I look back, 
I started dating C when I was 23. And yeah. I'm like, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he'll tell me, I'll tell him, we talk about it. Um, how much I detail usually, do you give about the, se- the, the, like what, what, what actual sexual acts you will be partaking in? I mean, like and it's also, or yeah, after? And it's also like, how do you know what you're going to exactly what you're going to yeah. do? Like, I mean, those are like a yeah. different like text for like anal or like, I mean, or does, is that something you don't do? Like if it's <laughs> going to be a backdoor party, <laughs> like, if it's something a little bit more, you know, non-traditional. Uh, so you, we've gone through phases with that too. These days it's super non-specific. It's like, there's a hot guy. I want to, I don't know what. Like okay. be on his body in some way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then whatever happens is cool, basically. And then I'll like usually report back later, which oh. we both kind of enjoy the reporting back. Do you think it's hot when he fucks other people? I kind of I kind of do, do now. Okay. I do now. It t- like for me, it took me a few years of this, of having an open relationship to kind of like a burn through a lot of my insecurity about it and b figure out the kinds of things that made me uncomfortable like, like for him to want to be sexual with a friend of mine is sometimes okay as long as the friend and I have a really good relationship. But if there's something weird, if there's some weird competitiveness or like I feel like she is there's something else going on yeah. kind of deal. How does that affect a, affect a friendship? Like a female oh man. friendship? Well, have some of your friends <laughs> fucked your husband? Some of my friends have fucked my husband. Oh, that's going to yes. be the title. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> that's so, that's like my dream life. But I have Not to say that I've husband. also lost several friends oh i've lost downside open i've marriage. lost one major friendship like directly as a result of them having a relationship with my husband and then i've lost like a couple peripheral friendships that like sort of blew up with that How's, friendship why yeah can you can you elaborate this is very, very interesting. oh my god drama <laughs> i don't even want to go into that much detail because yeah, yeah. it's so such a like thing but um basically like you know the the ideal with sex for me is that it's a really fun activity that you can do and like everybody's above board and you can communicate about it and everything's peachy. But like the reality is it's complicated and it touches all of our emotions and vulnerabilities. And so as much as you try to avoid drama, you you can't always. And that's true if you're single too. Even if you're monogamous. Yeah. And so we like we've, you know, fucked around to varying degrees with varying people. And like one of them, one of those relationships resulted in like a giant drama bomb. And this and was a few years was ago. Was there feelings involved? Like romantic feelings involved? Feelings. Oh, on, shit. Like See, on all ends. Oh, Everybody no. had feelings. And Wait, mm-hmm. did you have feelings for... Who'd you have feelings for? Yeah, this for? is why this is not for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, it was more like like we had feelings in the friendship that weren't worked out. Oh, and then the friend went and had relations with your yeah, husband. And, and then they like, had their own mm-hmm. thing. Like jealousy. Like what kind of... Can, what can you... A couple... Like title a couple feelings? Like jealousy and like codependency maybe. Oh. Is what I would say. Okay. I would say that we had, like, had like a three-way like codependent relationship going mm. <laughs> and that was a bad move oh shit. and you wouldn't be into like polyamory no and mostly because of that reason because like mm. it is it is hard to find one other person who 100%, yeah. you can like yeah. have an actual like honest mm-hmm. authentic relationship with and like their bullshit isn't gonna like trigger your bullshit mm-hmm. in yeah. the wrong way that's so hard true. enough and finding another person that's just like the chances of meeting two people 
where their bullshit isn't gonna like mess up your bullshit is complimentary yeah 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 (laughs) too slim too slim yeah it seems like it was very (laughs) challenging for you to get through these first couple years of the open relationship so like but obviously the uh rewards you were getting must have outweighed the turmoil you were going through yeah can you (laughs) kind of explain that a little bit in more detail turmoil what were the rewards yeah Totally. I mean, I think this applies in a lot of areas of my life. I feel like most people have more traditional lifestyles than I do in Mm -hmm. lots of different ways. Like I'm an artist and I tour half the time. I'm not at home and also have an open marriage and all this stuff for me is about like there are risks and rewards to doing things in a non-traditional way. So for non-monogamy, it's like the the risk is that I'm going to be jealous sometimes. I'm going to get my feelings hurt. Sometimes there's going to be a drama bomb. And I might lose friends about it's it. Such an adorable and like, also word, like <laughs> drama bomb. And also like maybe we're gonna break up because of it. Like those right. are all risks. But the rewards are I get to have like more exciting sexual relationships with new people, which mm-hmm. is something I really value. I get to have a really high degree of independence because like my mm-hmm. husband is not policing me ever right. with other men. Because he's right. like, well, if you really want to fuck another guy, you're just gonna tell me about it, and then you probably will, and that's fine. Yeah. So like I so, like, really value. That, sorry, those I, I was like, there's so many questions, that, <laughs> but I have to ask them before you move on. Uh, so for that that one that you just listed about the policing, yeah. So, but if you really want to fuck someone and your husband said no, have you ever still done it then? No. But okay, so there, I mean, there is like there's like, <laughs> like thinking back. Ah, it was like a mind. I don't think so. So it's not like policing, but he holds a veto power. He holds veto power because okay. yep. you know you would think too, because that's what I've I've ta- been talking to Stephen a lot about oh, open relationship. Eh? Oh, you want to try it? Uh, we can make our own rules. <laughs> and w- but one of the things is like it, I would say you know if if I wanted to sleep with somebody and you were like I'm I, I'm not in a good place right now and it would really crush my self esteem right now if you did that I don't want to think. I wouldn't want to fuck that. I wouldn't yeah. want to fuck the person. Right. Even if I was so horny and like, oh my God, all I want to do is rip this guy's clothes <laughs> off. It to, to hurt him would make me so would sad. Bum you out. That I, I don't think I'd want to. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I can see how that would actually really work. Yeah. You could stick to that. Right. And so just the risk and reward thing, just to finish that thought. So to me, like the reward of getting to have fun, exciting sex with new people and getting to feel super independent and like my husband isn't trying to control my sexuality. Those things are so valuable to me that it's worth it to like feel emotionally messed up sometimes or feel mm-hmm. jealous sometimes or feel insecure. Like that's an okay trade off to me. Mm-hmm. But I think you the only way you can decide that is if you know what your own values are and like what makes you happy and blah, blah, so blah. true. So you got to be like, good with you. You got to know who you are <laughs> yeah. before you embark on. Yeah. That. And like I think it's probably unusual like I think I have an unusual amount of like stock in getting to have new romantic and sexual relationships and it's partly because I write songs about that so it's like a big source of inspiration for me and that's where my creativity is and that's my career sexual things are like your muses yeah and mm -hmm. so like letting go of that doesn't feel like oh well time to grow up and like close that chapter of my life or whatever like it feels like wait a minute that's like most of my life (laughs) if i close that chapter i don't know that doesn't sound fun and i see you're not wearing a wedding (laughs) ring does that have anything to do with being an open relationship you just don't like it i just don't like rings Mm -hmm. because i play guitar and Oh, oh yeah. Do you have one? Do you have um, a wedding ring? Funny story. I did, but I lost it. <laughs> God, you really don't like wedding rings. <laughs> I really yeah. just, no, I don't know. Not a, not a thing I value. Well, I hope feel. it wasn't that expensive. <laughs> no, okay. it was just a family okay. heirloom. Oh, gee, oh. that's worse. You know, just my great, great, <laughs> oh, great, great, no. great, great, great grandmother's first It was literally first my great grandmother's wedding. How did you oh. lose it? I know. 
I don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. You no, know, it was. It was on. It was like in a little box on a dresser in my house, and we moved. Oh, okay. So and when we somewhere. got to the new house, it just didn't exist anymore. So it's either like under the house or it's in some like, bag. Like, yeah. I don't know. Who yeah, knows? you never know. Like maybe next time you move, you'll find it like in a little tiny yeah. corner. It's of somewhere a box. in New Orleans, in the vicinity of my house. Okay, I can almost oh, good say, city, certainly. Kind of nice. <laughs> so, yeah. so wait, what else are your rule, uh, rules? Uh, tell you tell s- the person. Tell the person. Is there a limit? Like per month like so obviously <laughs> friends are not off limits unless friends you're like hey that friend specifically yeah. would rather you not yeah so yeah we talked before we both have veto power we used to have a no penetrative vaginal sex rule but now we don't anymore because that i wouldn't mind either i was thinking of that i'm like you don't have to stick your dick in mate like yeah. you could we could just you know jerk <laughs> just off next around. to each other yeah, yeah. or whatever and that was like a safety thing like oh god what if you got someone else pregnant like that would be so of, crazy oh, I didn't um, think of that. But Oops. now, I don't know, in my old age, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know for me, if like, I, was, so I, I, was, I was going to go through rules. all this drama without penetration, I'd be I, that would be actually the worst case really scenario. Really not worth it. That would be worse than not all being. All this fighting, I didn't even get a dick in me? Yeah, I, that would be the, that would be worst case And see, scenario. you know your values as oh well. Oh my God, And that's no. important. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's so specific. And every couple is. <laughs> every, stress me out more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do yeah. you think... Wait, so you you think it's kind of hot when he fucks other chicks? I do. Yeah, I do. Does he think it's hot when you fuck other dudes? Usually. Ooh. Yeah. That's nice. Have you yeah. guys had sex like or like threesomes or sex in front of each other? Like yes. swingers type? Okay. Yeah. Which which ones we, are those? Uh, uh, what have you all done? Of the What's above. your resume? <laughs> <laughs> we, have we can start playing the game. We can oh, get yeah. into all that. No, but uh, we have had threesomes and, and group sex and stuff in the past. We used to do more of that because I think when we were first like together, it was like, A, it was really hot because we were all in love and it was all, ooh, you're so hot. And then B, it was like less scary that way because I could like see him there with the other woman yeah. and be like, okay, this yeah, is happening. I'm not dying. It's not right. The world has not ended. Honest, yeah. Like there's his dick. There's the woman. Everything's okay. I feel it's kind of hot, actually. Yeah, it was good, like brain training for non-monogamy. I think that's that's (laughs) yes. Every time I've seen my boyfriend's penis in another woman's vagina, I'm like, I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. So you also have an open relationship? Mm, No, it's um, we can't. We don't. We've only had just threesomes. Gotcha. That's that's it. I mean, that's uh, a kind of openness. I've been poking him about it. I'm like, would you want to do it? I don't know. (laughs) Um, But you know. Oh, wait, you said this is another thing you said. I think you would talk about but a, a crush. Like I was talking about I was talking to Carsey about uh, the second ever episode of Guys We Fucked with Nico, mm-hmm. how you kind of met him downstairs at the door. So when he came in, it was the first time I've seen him in three years is when we like started recording. And mm-hmm. there was a point where you were like, do you guys want me to leave? Because yeah, it was very that uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. And, and you said you had that <laughs> with somebody. And it's so that that feeling i actually don't mind i think it's fun mm-hmm. but uh, you know i i'm i'm with somebody so i'm not i guess if i was single i'd probably just be like hey nico what you doing hey nico right. you doing anything tonight <laughs> hey you want to go see a movie nico <laughs> even if i don't want to date him i that feeling is so magnetic like yeah. i'm so drawn to it but yeah. what's what's Oh, you know, I just, <laughs> there's, um, I have like a persistent crush right now in my life that I've kind of been trying to kill and it won't die. So wait, have you had <laughs> sex with this person? Yeah. Oh, okay. we had sex and it still won't die. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense. And it's like, it, we do like each other. I like him. I get along with him, but I would not want to date him in yeah. a million years. If I was single, I would not want to date him. Yeah. Oh. I would probably want to date him and it would be like a terrible idea. And right. It would explode. You would I'd be like, this feeling. is so hot. We should totally be together. 
but really we should not. It is a bad like compatibility wise. Right. Are you allowed to have sex with someone multiple times? Yeah. It's all that stuff is like not there are no rules, but it's a it's a negotiation. So like there are definitely times when like between me and my husband, we're like, this is probably a bad idea. Oh, okay. That's nice. You could be honest about that. Yeah. And do you have to like, sorry, do you have to like say that it's the same person or can you just or can you be vague so that he wouldn't know it was the same person? I <laughs> no, mean, I'm not saying know. I'm not encouraging you lying. I don't think that's. I'm just good. like that. Could I'm I do curious. that? It's a loophole. Yeah. No. Uh, no. He like knows. He knows all my other mm-hmm. pieces on what the side. What if you fall in love with side someone, pieces? Though? I fall in love with people all the time. And, and actually, that's like you fall out of love with them. Yeah, that's a funny thing about me that I feel like almost made it easier because I think like early in the relationship, I was able to like communicate to John, my husband, and be like, you know, funny story with me fall in love with dudes. I want to fuck dudes. Also, I write songs about dudes. Like all this is big part of my life. And he was like, okay, got it. Like, so the falling in love thing, like we never assumed that because we were in love, I wasn't going to ever be in love with anyone else. Right. He, he doesn't really operate the same way. Like, I don't think he's fallen in love with anybody else since we've been together, but he's just much less of a like mushy little marshmallow heart person. What's his occupation? He's like an engineer. Now he builds Whoa. houses. Okay. He's Damn. like a he's like a making stuff in the real world. Got it. Brainy person. Yeah. Cool. And I'm like a making songs, you yeah. know, That's mushy, like me and my brother heart minus person. the fucking. Um, <laughs> I was like, well, just, yeah, just like that. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So I fall in love a lot. And I like most of my songs are about new people that I'm with rather than like I write all these love songs and sexy songs, so but they're not like about my husband. When your husband goes to a concert, <laughs> I would kill about me. Nah, it's about it's about Dan. <laughs> Sorry. That one's about Michael. I mean, Michael. Wow. Yeah. Wow. He's a, he's a very secure person. That's wow. <laughs> oh, to be a Luckily. man. Luckily. I mean, <laughs> that's, all, that's extra. That's pretty. Yeah, it is yeah. extra. That's it mad is. extra. But uh, it's also like it's great. The, it's he also gets that it's like it's partly yes, real life and me being honest. And it's partly like the act, you know what I mean? He gets that there's like, there's the public me Mm -hmm. who's like, like when I do a show, I talk about like, this is about a guy that blah, blah, blah. This is about a guy where we had a one night stand. Like I tell little stories and like, he gets that that's my act and that's my show. And that's my artistic persona. And also that I am a private person too. And that the relationship we have as private people is separate from that mm-hmm. I don't know that's like a weird distinction if you're a public person but I feel like when you're dating someone as a public person like it's important that they get that that's a different thing sure no we have the same oh, exact oh thing, yeah honestly. I'm sure you do yeah that like they know they're not dating the like the you that is on the podcast yes. mm-hmm. they're <laughs> they similar but are. not the same yeah, yeah. right they're Mine, related and there elevating. are things that I certainly don't sh- that I don't share uh and and those are like the, mo- the most important things like in my soul that really would be kind of meaningless to yeah. listeners so it's not worth it nobody wants to hear that shit right yeah it's not not not, not important <laughs> i mean they don't i mean i certainly <laughs> wouldn't want to hear it <laughs> that's funny um okay so <clears throat> do we before we go into like because we want to probably talk about childhood and feminism and all those oh, kinds boy. of things in your blog but while we're on sex stuff should we do this the effing truth game that you have here sure and i want to explain a little bit about it sure because you also have a sex blog that's pretty uh popular i do i have that i have a sex and it's it's called have a title or is it just carcyblanton.com it's just like the the blog section of my website right i think it might have a title that's like uh thoughts on love sex and ferocity because i have i mean i'm called so ferocious so i like talking about being ferocious (laughs) uh anyway 
But so the blog section of my website is my blog. My website's carcybland.com. But this game, The Effing Truth, is just like this side project that has kind of taken over my life a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so it started out as like I had an idea for a game. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a game which was like a deck of cards with all these sex questions? And there's like a competitive element because you get you get a basically a bingo board, a little numbered board. Mm-hmm. And each sex question has a number. So you're when you answer yes, you get to cross off a number. So you're trying to win. So like you get right. five in a row, you get bingo, you're the winner of mm-hmm. the effing truth. So I mean, just everyone the most... goes down on you. And everyone, <laughs> exactly. Cool. I, mean, I mean, hopefully. So it's just sure. the most sexually adventurous person <laughs> would win, correct? No, because, no. Okay. so that's, so there's luck and strategy. So the luck oh, element so the okay. is that the board is different for each person. Okay. So you get different numbers. You might not have that number. And the strategy right. element is having the most sex. <laughs> so ah. so the, the fuckingest person won't win every time, but they do have a strategic advantage. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's more fair, yeah. Because otherwise, in a group of friends, you would kind of just know, oh, Tina's going to win. Yeah, This guy. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, the effing truth, that's the game. I'm funding it on Kickstarter right now um, for like two more days when this podcast comes out. Okay. Um, You can pledge and and, uh, you'll get the game in a couple of months. What if people are so inspired that they want to donate late? Then you can still go to the website. Venmo you. <laughs> Venmo me. Absolutely. Uh, Theeffingtruth.com right now redirects the Kickstarter, but then it'll be the website and that'll give you information about how to get the game in the future. Okay, cool. Who illustrated these cards? Uh, this artist called Patisse Luxures, a mm, French mm. artist on Instagram who does all this amazingly sexy illustration. I it's all it. like black lines on white, like super simple, but yeah, I really like explicit. I like that <laughs> um, okay. So this one, the top of the cards is story. Talk about a time you masturbated in an unusual or inappropriate place. Uh, I mean, I've already lost this game. You've never I'm, done that? I don't masturbate in public. No, I don't do it in public or any place weird. My, my bad. Nowhere weird. Nah, I'm not a big masturbator. Ugh, and also I I'm like, I say I'm super hygiene. Are you freak. a huge masturbator? Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, ugh, which one do I feel comfortable admitting? Well, I, I have, now you have now I'm dying to know. Uh, I have on a plane, but like in the whoa. seat. So now you can feel oh, that's comfortable. Cool. Yeah. And mine's still worth. Um, okay. <laughs> Because it involved past jobs, but no one was there. Oh, who cares? You know what I mean? That's what I would Dude. expect. It was to be work. Yeah. Masturbating at work is probably the number one place that people masturbate. Other really? than maybe like at school. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think of a plate. Mm-hmm. Hold on. I mean, I don't because the people that I would listen and then they'd be like, oh, I was there. I wasn't there, but I knew her and I worked with her. Um, well, it was nothing all, inappropriate. They'll be like, jobs. vaginas are dirty. <laughs> no, it's just, it just wasn't smart of me to be, I should have done that. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why I did it. A lot of you times were horny. When, when I'm alone in a room, I'm just like, oh, no one's home. I can masturbate. Yeah. So even when I'm like in the day-to-day world. <laughs> Do you have that accent when you masturbate exactly i say oh no one's home i can masturbate <laughs> and then uh and then i do it uh but mine's very clean i mean um i can just just rub up against something in my pants yeah you know what i mean it doesn't really take wait that. so it was like the apple store <laughs> like where was this <laughs> i mean you have it i mean no. like, so you didn't do it like in front like in front of a child no no then, no because no, 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 no. you have to understand people's imaginations are worse than what you're they're gonna like say. you were a kindergarten I'm teacher sure. no but i know the people that this is a long time ago but the people that i worked with a long time ago listen to this podcast well now they they all know yeah so they, i don't know so they i know, know what the podcast is about <laughs> they all have their own assumptions about yeah, how much like you, you masturbated you didn't, like, at work wipe your, like wipe your oh no i never took my pants off yeah so not who cares? Loser. Oh, who fine. cares then? It's you didn't even fine. take your pants off. It was always in a bathroom. 
That's so at reasonable. Oh my God. Place. You know, it's not. <sighs> I'm going to see these people soon. All the things you've talked about on this I know, podcast. I know. Can you write it down? Because this is going to distract me for hold the rest on. of the episode. All right. I just want to say this is why. I've made it one of my life's missions to write female masturbation into as many songs <laughs> as possible. Please. Because we need to normalize it. Oh. Women jack off too. That, oh, God. Nothing to That's be ashamed no of. Yeah, yeah, but they like, listen, I know they do. They text me. Um, <laughs> I'll so, tell you later. I just, you know, I it was felt, really, it's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. It's nothing bad. All right. Let's go to the next. Wait. No, you got, normal place. So you have nothing. You got nothing. I'm like, honestly, trying to, I, I've never masturbated at work that I can Ugh. recall. I remember Ugh. one time I thought Lizard, about. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't <laughs> even at the spot when you would take a nap by yourself in oh, the room. God, no. I'm not going to enjoy <sighs> that. It's going to really? be rushed. I mean, like. It, That's kind of fun, though. I'm not. Yeah. I can't like, no. I can't masturbate by just like, put, like <laughs> so rubbing this, my crotch against something, unfortunately. So this is the anti-slut shaming podcast. But do you guys ever shame each other about not being slutty enough? Oh, no. Yes. I mean, if anything, I no. Nah. We make fun of each other for oh, everything, okay. but that's I humor. was kind of kidding, but it's good to just confirm. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll say like, oh, what a loser. You never masturbated in public? <laughs> Fucking Yeah, bro. I make fun of myself. We make fun of ourselves a <laughs> yeah. lot because it's like, we're not really that interesting. I know. <laughs> and we don't know much about sex. We just had a debate last night about where the, the clit is. Oh. <laughs> not where the clit is, where no, the, where the where the labia minora and majora, and then well, that was like the list of holes because a lot of the list of holes we didn't right, and right, also right. we were like unsure, like was this like a pay by number? Like why did you? No, it was how like did well, it which, come up? You we know, were just feeling bad for ourselves and how dumb we are. Uh, yeah, so we're like which hole hugs the tampon? You know the vag- but that's not technically the vagina. It's but that the tunnel is. is the cer- the openings of the vagina, the tunnels of cervix. And then wait, but wait, because no. most people refer to no? the whole thing as the vagina. Oh, wait, no, no the it was cervix is we confirmed inside the vagina yeah but like yeah so when your cervix you dilates you dilate when you're pregnant you're gonna have a baby you go into labor your cervix has to be so many inches or right. else you got induced labor but you to touch C-section. your cervix you have to like stick your fingers way in there it's uh, like not near the front but the whole thing is not the vagina which is the common misconception oh, yeah. just the second hole is because and you, because you have the urethra and then, and then you the, have vagina, the vagina and, and then, then your, your anus. anus there's three holes that's true and yes. then yeah yeah i mean when i was a kid i didn't even know that the pee hole and the sex hole were different holes. oh yeah i, I bet yeah. most people still don't know that well because we were talking about uh, uh, the show big mouth oh yeah big mouth big on mouth cartoon on netflix and uh it's like i learned you know more about sex from that like clip than i have wow. known my whole i mean it's great and it's really funny too sex yeah. education it's everybody cartoon. you can it's do time. anything with a cartoon you know yeah okay talk about something that you feel confident about in sexual situations my body <laughs> that's great confident i mean everything yeah i feel i feel great i mean sex makes me feel confident yeah i That's don't awesome. feel, i don't feel bad i mean yeah everything yeah <laughs> uh confident in that i'm good at it confident in getting naked in front of people with the lights on yeah yes if i'm breaking out i'm like turn the lights off but other than that i'm like let's do it great i'm great love that you're great love i'm great you guys. here yeah, I can't even remember. Yeah, the last time I, I mean, I guess, I, you know, those occasional moments when you get like a zit on your butt. Honest, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe that. that's like the most. <laughs> Breaking out is the one that's, that makes me not confident. Really? It's the only thing. That's so interesting. Mm. Yeah, we both hate zits. Wow. But we've had a lot of bad experiences with them. I know. Hmm. I mean, as inside. far as like, as, as things to be uh, like insecure about in sex go, I feel like zits are pretty cool. Like, that's pretty, you're in the clear like a cool mostly. Insecurity. No, if that's the one, if that's the thing you've What's got. Yours? 
that I'm insecure about or yeah. confident about? Well, well both. Con- yeah. yeah. Confident, I but I also, what's your insecurity too? Confident, not to be super heteronormative, but blowjobs. Just gonna go ahead and nice. say. Oh, like a specific thing that you feel super good about. Okay. <laughs> just, I give a good blowjob. I, ha- cause I do, quick. but I don't enjoy them. No, I just, see, I really enjoy them. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm good at it. It's like, uh, it's like it's me a being an assistant. I'm good at it, but it's, but I don't like it. Brings it brings you no joy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Insecure about, I feel like I have a weird, like double backflip insecurity. Like the thing I'm insecure about in sex is that I'm going to get insecure and then it's going to ruin the sex. Like, Whoa, it's, the like it's like, if I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, if you start getting self-conscious and this yeah, is like in lots of things, of like in performing, same deal. You start getting self-conscious. You can like get yourself into a self-consciousness loop and you, sure, and and you you're can't aware. escape. You're, you're like, oh God, stop being self-conscious. But that itself is self-consciousness also. So like sex, performing music, same deal. Writing, writing music, like creating a new thing. I feel like any of those things, if you start getting self-conscious, you really, you take yourself you really out of the are. moment and you ruin your ability to like engage as like a sensual being. It's true. And I can mm. always tell like with musicians specifically when they're like rocking out on stage, I'm like, oh, I bet you're good in bed. <laughs> like you can tell when they're it's just- true. Because you know what it is? They <laughs> let go and they feel it. But yeah. the insecurity makes well, that music, not happen. Music is, I mean, I think that music is really sexy yeah. because I like music, but also because it, it similar dancing is like this. There's a lot of things where like, it's a sensual art where in mm. order to be good at it, you have to like be able to be really present in your body. Yeah. And like to be present in your body in front of other people, that's like another Scary. level of thing. So like a great musician who performs really well on stage, like that's really sexy. Let's be honest. God, I gotta be I honest. Agree. Oh, I have a no musicians rule. I broke Ugh. it once and it was probably the worst sexual experience. No I've musicians ever had. of any kind? Yeah. No, none. Not even. Uh no, it's a it's like uh it's a it's per- partly for to protect myself. I mean, as an artist, I'm not a musician, but I mean uh artists are nightmares and oh i really God. try to it's avoid true. them at all costs i mean even like that's why i, I would assume you're married to not an artist yeah that <laughs> that's great. true like i'm dating yeah an but artist, even but for sex hard. well no especially because like well i also have a thing where like i don't like having sex with people who get too much sex whenever they want it and i feel mm. like with male musicians a lot of times <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're just close kind close of getting in. whatever they want whenever they want and so to me it's more of an erotic <laughs> pleasure to deny them that than to, to give in to it <laughs> That's very complex, but that's, that's the truth. That's kind of great. I'm proud of you. I, I, I <laughs> like, don't have that rule at all. Yeah, because like some of the people I wanted to have sex with the most were musicians, but like I knew that you're like you don't need another hot. You're going to be more special you. if you deny. Our them interaction sex. isn't going to be, and it's not going to be memorable. And then like if something goes wrong, I can't listen to your music anymore, and I like kind of oh. value listening to the music more. That's a great point because that is a real thing. I've definitely ruined yeah. people's albums for myself. Oh. Like, Oh, now this is fun. See, that's like a de- <laughs> uh, that's like a really deep fear that I have because <laughs> music. I, even though we are comedians, like for me, like my, music is everything to me, and like it's it's the thing that's like keeps me going when I am not performing. Yeah. So you don't want to wreck it. No, no, no. So no. have you ruined other people's comedy for yourself by having sex with them? Uh, no, I, I only have sex with people who are terrible at it to begin with, except nice. for my boyfriend. He's really good. Um, <laughs> he, he really, I'm not even just saying that I would, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm so, I'm so Couldn't date somebody who isn't good. No. I, yeah. I'm so cunty that I wouldn't date someone who wasn't talented. It's not cunty. It's, yeah. it's not hot when someone's not good no. at their art. I'll fuck whoever. I fucked lots of bad <laughs> That comedians. just means you have taste. <laughs> yes. But they weren't yeah. really attractive and. Yeah, that's fine. Most of them. No <laughs> problem. Right. Yeah, that's no problem. Just to like put, cause I just feel the need to add some nuance to the musician's discussion, like in defense. Yeah. 
yeah. of all my well, darling I musician friends. I want you to defend them. Yeah. I really think that like there's a difference between like a frontman moody artist musician mm. and a, si- a side man. I really recommend side men. Oh, yeah. Because they're very sensual. They're very good. They're great in bed. But they're like their job is to support. They're there in a supportive role. That's a good they're point. They're not there Carsey. like everyone look at me while I tell you everything about me. That's what I do. Remember the and band <laughs> that we saw, Corinne? Okay. okay. Remember the band that we saw? Well, I mean, we that was like some kind of And then the guy a... was just like, oh, Christ. Then there's really? even like further of, distinctions. He was like, like goth, though. So that's oh, yeah. a double but whammy. But he was like, let me tell you the story. Like, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> and what was his name? His name was like Blaze. Blaze. Oh my god! Shout out! I mean, he wasn't a mean person. That like, is really we funny. We went to his like, recording studio. They're like, "You guys want to come to a rehearsal space?" And we're like, "Okay." He's oh very attractive, god. and I never feel bad making fun of attractive people. So he true. Can, he can oh do whatever god. he wants. Yeah. My husband has like a running joke because one time I was on tour and I slept with a guy who had a really funny name like that. We'll call him Thrash. <laughs> it was a lot like Thrash, and I was like, "So oh, there's man. this guy I like," and he's like, "What's his name?" And I'm like, "You know, Thrash. doesn't doesn't matter." <laughs> But now, like, every time I'm like, I want to hook up with someone. He's like, what's his name? Spike. So can make fun of him. <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Like, oh my no gosh. one else. Anyway, so. Lonely Blaze. <laughs> oh, God. I should start telling him Blaze. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Have you ever penetrated someone anally with a penis dildo or sex toy? <laughs> yes. Times a thousand. So fun. A thousand times. We, no, I but I have. <laughs> I sometimes I can't I can't interpret things uh, when they're read to me but penetrating someone anally with a penis dildo or sex toy you ever stuck something up someone's ass yeah no I know I haven't really? done that either <gasps> you guys Cause, uh, probably because we're we, we like these hyper masculine exactly men. that's the this problem this is when we're really screwing ourselves over because then you're like the all the complexities that come along with penetrating a man and then going is that okay? Does I've that asked, but they feel like no. the man. That's cool. They that is so. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't I've, force it. Of course, because that's right. I've yeah. noticed like this goes in with the whole like being into traditional masculinity thing. So I've always been into traditional masculinity, but as I get older, I notice myself, <clears throat> excuse me, being more like switchy and less of a sub. And mm-hmm. now I'm more like I don't know. I could see that being really hot or like, like I used to only be into older men and now I'm like definitely into younger men. And there's oh, like, yeah. a, there's Ooh, a switch I, thing happening. You know what? Now. I sense that switch happening with me too. I'm like, Oh, you're 18. Yeah. Ooh, sounds kind of, Oh my God. Uh, there's, like, you're of age. there's like a 19 year old. I met when he was interning for a comedy festival and I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> He's super hot. And I'm like tracking to see if he like splits up with his girlfriend. Who's like, I mean, probably younger than that. It's, <laughs> And uh, I'm like, you're a sad lady. Uh, you're a sad lady. He's so hot, Are you going to go put on a knitted cardigan, Carissa? He's so nice. We went and go a, knit a sweater for your grandchild. We went to a group <laughs> dinner at uh, IHOP, and he was so, he was so polite and well-mannered. Did you well, pay for him? And well-mannered. And you're like, oh, well, no, good the boy. Polite him. young men, oh. honestly... There's a place in my pussy for him. Oh, he was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. The I do. I get thing, that now. I think it's like the, it's like the Mrs. Robinson thing. It's like, I could, I could teach you a thing or two. Mm-hmm. Well, I just like it's that. Like, I never, yeah. I always thought that was so, dis- I was gro. I was so grossed uh, out by men my own age, my whole life. Even like, honestly, yeah. men under 30, my whole life. I was like, Ugh, what's the point? You're but now, <laughs> but now I'm like, how you doing? Young th- you grow a beard yet? Can you grow a beard? <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, you're not a piece of shit yet. Exactly. Let's get, let's get you now. Like, I could show you how to be a great lover and really I feel thoughtful like I, and considerate see, partner. Super and show I'm you how to just, give an orgasm honestly, properly. I, I would just be curious to like, what do you show me what you got? Let's see what your skills are. And just kind of yeah. observe. Right. You know? And also like, what are you into? You don't even know yet. No. 
Oh, I know. But now then at the same time, so you don't even know what's possible. You should, you should it's for it really, cause. Yeah, really. I Fucking mean, that's a great should have a, like a telethon of some kind. Well, because, you know, you yeah. got we got to get to the young men. How do you right, stop sexual assault? We as uh, fuck old, older younger, fuck younger men, men have to fuck younger men. I mean, make sure they know what consent is. It's pretty I mean, much our duty now. That is so much more active than like a t-shirt. A hashtag. You know what I mean? Or a tote bag. This is great. I mean, <laughs> obviously, solved it, ladies. if they consent to I'm it. I'm proud of us. It's done. <laughs> patriarchy ended. <laughs> you got to fuck the You're patriarchy welcome. to overcome them. Literally. <gasps> oh, wow. This fuck is... the patriarchy. Now I want that shirt. Now it's like took on a whole nother fuck the layer. Patri- put a drawing. But yeah. Fuck of patri- actually like pegging. The patriarchy. the patriarchy. Yeah. All right. We just copyrighted that, guys. So you can't yeah. take it. There's a lot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Given or receiving a snowball, kissing someone when you have you ever kissing someone with cum in your mouth. I've not done that. Oh, I've done that. Yeah. It's what? hilarious. Cum in your mouth. <laughs> it's so funny. And that was the actual reason. <laughs> you were like, you're cum? like, check this out. This is going to be really funny. Hey, you want this back? <laughs> I mean, it's basically, yeah, it's like, uh, I, you know, we, I always tell men to taste their own cum because I got to taste it. Yeah, that's true. So I used to give BJ's my first ever boyfriend in high school and I would have the trash can right by me. So I'm like, I'm a spit. Oh. But then you realize as you get older, it's in your mouth longer. Just fucking swallow it, yep. and then you don't get to deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Because you can, I you can put the dick farther back in your mouth when he's gonna come, and then you don't even, you don't even know it's there. You can just swallow yeah, right, right away and, and not even let it really hit your taste exactly. buds. Because if yep. it comes up this way, it's definitely gonna hit your taste buds. Lately, I feel like my gag <laughs> reflex is uh, growing because I feel like I was, just, you know, have you ever been stuck in a dick? And you're like, Ugh. Yeah, and you're like, am <laughs> you're I tearing? Yeah, yeah, and I'm not even nauseous. I'm not drunk. You know, right? I just really think your dick gonna make me barf. Have you, have you ever Aww. barfed on a dick? That should I've be a question. I've never barfed on a dick. That is Neither. a very specific question. Good for us. James said that three girls barfed on oh, his dick. Oh, shut up, James. And I was like, what? Is this your your dude, your yeah. man? Yeah. He's is my, his penis Does huge? he have a really big dick? I mean- Does it, he have a long, skinny dick? Because no. I feel like that would be more- <laughs> No, I don't- dick? No, not at all. I, I, uh, it's like a- I mean, a, to me, a pretty like- it's def- above average, but not like huge. Because I've said no to dicks before that Me were too. too big. Have you? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Said no, like to a dick. I've said no to a dick because it's too big. Yeah, I'm like that's not gonna fit in there. That that I have not had that experience. Oh, okay. it's just big enough in my opinion. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm giant. <laughs> no, that's my not cavernous why. <laughs> pussy can welcome dicks of any size. <laughs> Jk, it's just not true. Have you ever had sex? <laughs> this is a good. These are good questions. Thank you. Have you ever had sex with th- someone who you thought was stupid? Oh my god! Oh god! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so That's like everybody I know. I, I don't fucking think, think everyone's stupid. Oh, the only I feel three like way this is I like. Had. Well, one of the guys. Was See, stupid. now you're outing someone because you've only had one three. No, 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 now that dudes, guy knows who he dudes. is. No, and the the guy who the guy I'm trying to get to come on the podcast wasn't that guy, but I told him to his face. I'm like, oh. Boo boo. <laughs> he's a model. He's fine. Yeah, so, he's a model. You're not very bright. He, he, but it was kind of sweet how he's doing he fine. Yeah, yeah, he really, truly is. He's beautiful. I like maybe have a problem because I feel like if I was listening to a guy and he was like, "Yeah, I fuck a lot of girls that are kind of dumb," I'd be like, "Ugh, that's Me too. gross." I would feel the same but way. Like I kind of fuck a lot of dudes who are dumb. Fuck a lot- <laughs> If I think someone's hot and it's just a one night stand situation, it doesn't seem to bother me overly much if I realize at some point during the night that like they're not that bright. 
Okay. It's nice. It's less dramatic. There's not I hear so you. much talking. Like yes, your job is you. not to be smart. I have plenty of smart people to talk to well, every it's, day. It's yeah. so much work. And I, I really am. I agree. The older I get, the more I want to fuck a younger person. And the more I'm like, I don't care if you're brilliant. As long you don't as you have to be. As, as long, long as you're a nice person. As long as you didn't vote for Trump. Uh-oh. That's where I draw the line. That's, and that's your line. And that's okay. <laughs> you know? I Yeah, I like, I, I like, I just like dummies. But I could like you like it. Like, is it hot is to not, you? If you're, I mean, if this sounds terrible, but like if you're just using them for sex, I which know. like I'll be open. I just I do that sometimes. Yeah, me too. Um, oh, okay, me I've t- been used for sex, so it's like, and I don't think there's anything really wrong with it as long as no if you're one's okay like, with it. Completely cares. in the dark. If and, like, everyone's no using everyone love, else for sex, that's a totally fine arrangement. Yeah, in well, my opinion, that's that's what I was gonna say, and I was like, oh no, are people gonna get offended? But who cares? Whatever. It's how I. F- it's how I feel. Yeah, but I mean, like d- a dumb guy. A hot dumb guy, that's like the perfect fuck buddy. Totally. And then someone's just... looking for a hot dumb husband, so I don't feel like that person's gonna be like wandering the <laughs> yes, earth <true>. forever. <laughs> like they'll be fine. Ted's gonna Lonely. walk into the river. Yeah. Someone'll scoop him up. <laughs> It'll be okay. It's like there was a 30 dumb rock about bad. this. The sex idiot episode. Do you remember this? No. 30 rock? I watched and I it watched was, a lot of 30 okay, Rock. Okay, on 30 Rock, day. there's a whole episode dedicated to the concept of the sex idiot, which is like you wanna have a fuck buddy who's an idiot, and then I think it's like the Alec Baldwin character is dating a sex idiot, but he's also dating like a smart woman. Mm-hmm. And then she gets a sex idiot and her sex idiot is Ryan Lochte, the Olympics. <gasps> oh, warrior. okay. He an idiot. And it's like the whole thing. They're like making jokes about like how if you lose their attention, you have to like jingle your keys <laughs> over here, Ryan Lochte. But like, that's kind of fun. You that's know? funny. And, but then, but then why is it when I, because what you were just saying too, when I, when I meet a guy, he's like, I only fuck, the, I fuck a lot of dumb girls. <laughs> I would, like, th- I would be like, what's your problem? But yeah. then I also would get understand wanting to fuck a lot of dumb guys. Idiots are more well, smitten with me anyway because it's like <laughs> I'm like because it's like when you're when you're like kind of smart. It's but then like to an idiot, I'm like I'm genius. Like, she's like, how can I have a strand of your hair? That yeah. So I find it. Maybe I'll be smart. Yeah, I have a very. I feel like I very have a very high success rate with uh, dumb, with dumb. <laughs> and I also think you are funnier. Your dynamic is probably very enjoyable with an idiot, <laughs> and to the idiot. Because sure. it's not like they're not. See, that's kind not of an so insult. dumb that they can't. No, but they're not so <laughs> dumb that you can't sense that that's right, funny right, right. dynamic. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, and I get yeah. that too. Like I feel a little bit like that where it's like, oh my god, I'm I'm so impressive to this guy because he like it's fun. <laughs> Right. It's just so easy. Yeah. I don't and have to think of something actually smart to say. I could just use my regular words and yeah. he's like, Whoa, carry around a book. <laughs> you don't even have well, to no, read it. But that's similar to like, we talked about having sex with guys that aren't like insanely attractive or like an average looking guy. Right. Like, I really enjoy that yeah. because everyone cannot be everything <laughs> to all people. Okay. Yeah, you can gain 10 yeah, pounds. Your strengths. Not a federal case. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also there's the, so back to the, like, if a guy says, I like fucking dumb girls, it's, that is super shitty because of the patriarchy. And like, I know calling guys dumb doesn't have like a whole history of like ruining people's lives and taking away their livelihoods. Yeah, I know. The way that calling women dumb We call them dumb every day and they'll still get the job. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. They'll be okay. So no shame in it. It's not nice. You're actually dumb. You can do, I mean, you can just do something about it. Well, some people are street smart and not (laughs) brain, like, you know, math smart. I'm, I am one of those. Like, I'm very street smart, but I'm not. I'm kind of dumb when it comes to some shit. They both have their values. I'm emotionally intelligent. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I think I cover this in the book also. It's like, I mean, yes, it's not like it's it's not good to uh, 
when when guys say things like they don't want difficult women, that's what it was about. I was writing this thing on, on mm. difficult women because mm, we're wondering where I got that idea from. Uh, being I looked myself, in the mirror, <laughs> uh, and I was like, and I so I found this whole kind of thing about uh, you know how men don't like difficult women, and I was like, I I didn't find the passage to be offensive because I get it because it's like if you have a quote unquote easier option like most people don't want a challenge. That's why most people will kind of be like average level successful. And like even doing something like going out and being a touring musician or being a comedian, like those are like a lot of risks that you're taking to begin with. So I think we're just people who are perhaps more uh, intoxicated by a challenge. But like I can totally get not not being that kind of person. Totally. I don't really fault them. So I was just like, so my, my, my basic, the point of the statement was like, oh, well, we all have to be difficult women so that there aren't these little little like yeah. nooks and crannies that people can get into where they still get sex <laughs> right anyway well i'm doing my part yeah yeah By being you are. difficult <laughs> perfect <laughs> are you difficult? Board. uh i don't know i i used I mean, to relate to that a difficult? lot i'm difficult in the way now that i think is not maybe what you're talking about the way i'm difficult now is i'm super ambitious and i'm super independent That's ambitious, and i've gone all the time and i'm very extremely opinionated Mm-hmm. about all things in life. I used to be more emotionally difficult and I feel like I've grown out of that a little bit. Okay, yeah. Not to like shame Same. people who are emotionally difficult, but I think it's part of the natural process of aging is like you, you let go you of some of your sensitivities maybe. Yeah. So I do. used to be more like a little more drama queen and now I'm more like pretty low drama, but very high, like I'm always busy. I'm always doing a lot of projects. I need like a lot of freaking creative space to do my projects. Yeah. See, that's some why people so... think of that as difficult, but I guess it depends. Sure, true, yeah. like that might be difficult to some men, and then other men, I'm like, they're they might be like, oh, dream come true, right? But like that's why I'm so excited <laughs> to get older because I'm like, I get hornier and yep. calmer, right? <laughs> Sounds great. I'm Can't so wait much. To be 50. I'm way less difficult around sex too. Like I used to be much more like, oh, one night stands. That's sort of an interesting idea, and I'm intrigued. But like, really, my feelings actually get hurt a lot, and now oh, don't really? have that problem. Wait, oh, mm. okay. So now your feelings don't get hurt. No, but when I was younger, it was more like sex was much more linked to emotions. Yeah. And so I felt like it was more likely for me to have like an outsized reaction to like someone not returning my text or like saying something that was like maybe could be interpreted as mean or as not totally, you know, I used to have those intense reactions to people if they didn't text me back or whatever, because I thought I had to. Yeah. And then I got older and I realized, oh, (laughs) you can actually go with the I don't really care. Because you actually maybe don't. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I remember this one guy dumped me that I wasn't even dating. I was we were just fuck buddies, but I really wanted to date him. And I like cried. But then I'm like, I'm not really that sad about it, but I feel like I should cry. He was really hot. Wow. And then, but then that's I'm worth like, one t- one tear. A tear. I had <laughs> yeah. like three tears. So yeah. Two tears too many. That yeah. is a really interesting take on like the way women are socialized and how we react to it like, i'm very like easily manipulated easily like because i'm very naive mm-hmm. and and that i i have had a lot of reactions throughout my life i talked about this once on the podcast we had a, a exercise we were in fourth grade and we had to write down our weight yeah. and i was like covered it up and didn't let anybody see because that's how i saw other women react and i was like so crazy. i'm supposed to be embarrassed about this so i'm gonna conceal it oh so stupid but so you feel like having big emotional reactions to romance and sex was sort of socialized like yeah that was you learned that from disney or whatever and then at some point you're like wait a minute yeah i thought back to my beauty and the beast comforter and i'm like you know what a guy doesn't have to lock up your father and then hit you around a couple times in order to fall in love with him you know 
Uh, the things we learn. Have you ever <laughs> lied, withheld, or distorted information to encourage someone to have sex with you? Hmm. She's getting you real. Probably. I, it's, I wrote the question, so I've like answered them all a lot of times, but I still don't really know. Like, I think I have in a really like abstract way. Like I, I'm mm -hmm. sure I've withheld lots of information. Like I don't meet someone I want to bang and be like, okay, so here's the top 10 things you should know about me. Yeah. Right. I, I like, play it very cool, which yeah. is kind of a lie. Oh yeah. That's a good one actually. <laughs> like you're not immediately like, listen, you're really hot. I would like us to have sex, but yeah. only if the following things happen and these things don't happen. Well, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't oh. tried to have sex with somebody in so long. Yeah. Like a guy. That's not in how I interpreted years. that question. I interpreted more like serious things, like not telling someone like you have an STD or oh, that you have a yeah. husband or that you have a, a kid or something like that. I mean, I've, I've, you know, everyone I have sex with, I don't tell everything about myself. Like yeah. my fucking boyfriend wouldn't know everything well, about me. Well, I guess if you've withheld something that you know, if they knew, they wouldn't want to fuck you. Right. Uh, I don't think I know because I only, I only fuck people I know. And then the one person who I had a one night stand with, I told him that I uh, had had sex the day before before like while he was inside me so that i was perhaps too honest when Wait, he got asked. kicked off the dick yeah uh, and then i got kicked off his dick <laughs> everyone knows like, this story but I'm, yeah i'm telling you literally yeah. physically kicked off the yeah, dick yeah yeah wow. yeah i mean i removed myself because <laughs> i don't yeah i don't like people touching me um extra <laughs> but yeah he didn't he, he wanted he wanted me to remove myself from yeah. that penis Right. <laughs> Madam, kindly remove yourself from my Well, he talk. asked me when the last time I had sex was, and I answered honestly. Like 10 minutes ago. I mean, it was, yeah, I mean, it was, it was the day before. I didn't think that was crazy. That's not crazy. Yeah. I that mean, I, I out. don't feel bad. I don't feel bad about it. And then don't feel bad about it. I, I felt worse that I had to pay for a cab from Tribeca <laughs> to Harlem. That's what I felt the worst about. Ugh, that's that was fucked. very that's expensive. a long ride. That's like a fucking $60 fucking Damn, Might as well yeah. go to LaGuardia. I know. I, I Have know. you ever been injured during sex? Uh, I don't. Uh... Not really. Maybe uh, like bruises. Yeah, I've not. gotten some pretty heinous bruises. No ER trips? No. Oh, good no video. broken bones? No. Yeah. Yeah. Bruise cut maybe. Maybe like a scratch. I had a cyst explode yeah. and then I was anally bleeding for too long. So Whoa. two for me. <laughs> None for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> two um, points. <laughs> oh, have you ever had sex with the romantic partner of a close friend? Yeah. And I'm gonna, uh, yeah? yeah? You have? Yeah. One of my first... Like maybe the, th I think the third guy I ever had sex with was my best friend at the time, her husband. Whoa. Was when it was an open 16. relation? So many questions. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. So many questions. So I was 16. I moved How away from home friend? at 16. How was old was the girl? She was 22. Okay. Okay. So I moved away from home pretty young. I was 16, moved out, moved in with all these, uh, like artists who were living in a household together. Okay. In orgy Eugene. House. It wasn't an orgy house. Although... Over the course of the time we lived Morphed together, into that. everybody pretty much had sex with everybody else, probably. Anyway, was living in Eugene, Oregon, was in a band with this wonderful friend. She's still one of my best friends. And they like, it was this whole thing where like she got a crush on someone else in the band. It's the story of my life. She got a crush on somebody in the band and was like, we've been talking about opening our relationship. So this is a good opportunity. So like you should fuck my guy, fuck my husband. So if I fuck somebody, he's not gonna feel bad. And I was like at someone. the time, like when, you know, I didn't really understand these things yet. And so I was like, okay, 
Sounds yeah. great. Like your husband's so hot. eager. Yeah. yeah. You were 16. I was 16. And so we did. Nice. We like started having sex. But then, of course, there was like various kinds of drama related to it. But afterwards or during the sex? Well, not during That's the sex. Oh, we God. had sex only like, I don't know, five times or something. Oh. So it was like interspersed. There were some bursts of drama. And then eventually it was like, we should probably stop doing this since we all live in the same house. And that's my best friend. And I'm 16. Like smart, smart. What? So many things about that are fucked up. But at the time it was all just like, yeah, great. Do you ever, when you're (laughs) dating someone, get a crush on their friends? That happens to me every boyfriend. Wait, not a crush that I'm like seriously can't stop thinking about. Oh, a crush on your boyfriend? Like a a tiny crush. Not I can't stop thinking about him, but like a... I'd fuck you. Yeah, sure. Mm, sure, I'd fuck you. Yeah. Well, guys, especially like bro-y guys, they have this whole thing about like, no homo, but if my best friend wanted to fuck my girlfriend, we could have a freeway. Watch in the corner like we could home. high five. What's that called? <laughs> Eiffel Tower or whatever? Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like there's like a cultural thing about that. Like if you're into your dude's best friend, maybe it would happen sometime. Oh, really? Ooh. I mean, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. Talk about something sexual that you'd like to try but having it. Oh, blood play. That's easy for me. <laughs> that wow. Yeah. Cool. I mean, that's, this is a, this is a, yeah. I We've talked about that a lot. I, yeah. It's not the pain. I just am so nervous about um, like, like medical hygiene and, and things like that. That's why you haven't tried it. Yeah. You could get trained. We can have like, you Miguel have to like go there. to somebody's dungeon where they have like sterilized equipment. Yeah, see, that's, I can't do that. I don't Would like Would you want to squirt James's blood all over you or him or what? Like on the wall? I don't want to squirt out and like lick it. But yeah. And okay. then, see, the problem with me is Ooh, anything, I don't really lo- like, I don't care if this offends people because it's just my personal, but I don't like like the sex community. It's yeah. not for me. It is specific. It's too like, let's all, all be friends and let's like, no, yeah. that's like the complete antithesis of Dude, my personality. I totally feel the same I way. I don't get it. I mean, I will say there like, are communities that aren't like that, but it's very few and far between. Yeah, I've been to like sex parties and honestly, they were fine, but they, I think they were more like not really, they weren't like sex community parties. They were more like curious people in New York parties yeah. and that funny. was okay with me um once you get into the hardcore yeah. scenesters in any scene it's yeah. gonna be weird yeah i don't yeah it's i don't like i have a i'm very uncomfortable with a, a an intense level of familiarity that i don't feel was earned <laughs> yeah i, I don't like that i like totally. i have a wall up but it's not because there's anything wrong i think that's normal <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like just like a little distance. You're like, we're not friends yeah. yet. And my friends that I, I don't have a wall up with like my best friends. Like we're, I have a very deep connection. Yeah. So, but totally. it's very limited access kind yep. of a thing. No, I, I feel similar. Have you done it? What's something you. Oh, uh, like to try, but haven't yet. I'm going to go with the like Mrs. Robinson, younger man scenario. Mm. Ooh. I've, I have slept with younger men, but not like. A lot that younger. Much younger. Yeah. Not like 19, <laughs> I think I'm not old 19. enough yet to sleep with somebody much younger in this scenario. I'm like waiting for when I age into like proper cougar zone. Totally. Right. And I'm going to be excited about that. Yeah, yeah. That sounds fun. Mine is I want to have a gangbang. Okay. Have you ever had <laughs> sex in a family member's <laughs> bed? To do. Um, yes. Which one? You don't have to say. Me. My dad's. <laughs> That's pretty gross, huh? Wow. Yeah, but you know, I mean. I feel like I I don't know if I I don't recall he wasn't doing it, home. but if I, if, it, if I was doing it, it wasn't. I didn't think about it in the moment. 
Yeah. Because family, like Corinne, you said this a lot. Yeah. Family takes me out of it. I had my nephew on the, uh, that was like the wallpaper on my phone forever, like an adorable picture of him. But I look at porn on my phone. I'm like, ah, Jesus Christ, (laughs) ew. So I I removed that from my life. I had sex on my brother's couch in his apartment, but he was not there. He was with his girlfriend and had given uh, me and my boyfriend uh, access to his apartment. And I took the pillows off the couch Mm -hmm. and like sat on some kind of a blanket. Like I really did everything (laughs) I could (laughs) to not touch his things, both for his sake and my sake. Yeah. I've had sex in a friend's family member's bed, but like that doesn't count. Yeah, that's fine. (sighs) Have you ever indulged your partner in a sex act that didn't turn you on? I do that a lot. I like sure. doing that. <clears throat> it's called being a good lover. Yeah, G G G. Didn't turn me on. I mean, oh yeah, like blowjobs every time. <laughs> uh, sex? No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, have you ever had sex while you or your partner was wearing a costume? That's the last one we'll do. Yes. <laughs> Which costumes? Uh, I mean, Wonder Woman, Elf. Uh, <laughs> wait one second because that was two very different who things. was wearing the elf costume and what was the other me, oh me in costume I don't want to have sex with a dude in co- a costume I was like you'd fuck a dude in an elf costume that does <laughs> not sound on brand for you no it was like Christmas season I mean I think I was I, I was working on an elf at Macy's Santa Land the Macy's Santa Land elf costumes are not hot though but then so my boyfriend at the time got me a hot elf costume oh um, he's like this so, doesn't make my boner pop so it wasn't like Will does. Ferrell elf no it was, like it was like a common elf. request too because actually on like one of the first days in training at Macy's they were like and don't even ask you can't no matter who asks you, you if your boyfriend <laughs> asks you you can't bring this home you gotta leave your costume in your locker yes your wife might ask you to wear the elf costume while you bent over her bed but <laughs> like you could tell like the guy was like so he probably at Macy's for like 20 years and he was like so over he's been through it people trying to fuck in the elf costume he was just like you cannot fuck in the elf costume there is no washed every night in the elf costume. <laughs> but also the elf, the elf costumes at uh, Macy's, like because you share them with other elves, and they Ew, are washed in uh, between. But they're basically like huge scrubs, one size fits all. Wow, scrubs. Not That's hot. not hot. Elf. Yeah, like they're scrub, scrub like pants, and so that they would fit a really, really varied uh, range of sizes. Uh, what about you, Carsey? Yeah. Uh, costumes. Yeah. Which ones? I mean, ones? flapper. Ooh, that's pretty cool. That would look I'll good choke on you. you. With your purse. I yeah. also have had sex in like a random Mardi Gras costume. Like I live in New Orleans, which is like so. It's just like you pants have and reason else. to be in costume, <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally at least they once a month masks. throughout the world. I mean, throughout the world, throughout the year. So like at least once a month. So you, you have to have like at least twelve different costumes available to you at all times in case of like an emergency costume party. So like mm. I have a lot of just like funny tights and like tutus oh, yeah. and oh Katy bustiers. Perry for me too I just remembered nice yeah there's a lot of ones I love no. cost. I love costume the only thing is do you ever find when you're having sex with a wig on you're like you don't you're not getting enough airflow and then you just <laughs> I was I almost passed out one time because it was that blue wig that she has with the bow in it uh-huh. and I was like I'm not getting enough ventilation up here so <laughs> yeah. I gotta take this off before I die the perils of sex don't lose your boner but I'm gonna remove my wig it's like my it's like my own autoerotic asphyxiation yes nice. Carsey so where can we this, there is a kickstarter for this very game yes. that ends tomorrow after this interview will be airing. Yeah. So it's today and tomorrow. How so do we hurry. get to it? Don't yes. dally. Go to... Get a time machine. Yes. <laughs> Go to <laughs> theeffingtruth.com, which is T-H-E-F-I-N-G-T-R-U-T-H. 
Okay, cool. The effing truth. Just and then wanna... where can we find you? Where can we find your music? Where can we follow you? What gigs do you want to promote? Yeah, well, I'm Carsey Blanton. CarseyBlanton.com is my website. I, your music is wonderful. It's lovely and Aww. it elevates my mood and you're Aww. really, really fucking talented. Thank you. Even Thank my, you. my boyfriend who's the snobbiest motherfucker on the goddamn planet <laughs> when it comes to music because he worked at a record label. He's like, uh. who's that? Is that the girl you're interviewing today? It's really good. <laughs> nice. I'm like, so you won an Emmy basically or a, or a, a, a Grammy. Grammy. We're, we're into Grammy. Well, yeah, you're Grammy. On my team. But yeah. also side note for the <laughs> listeners, like everybody knows, I mean, the re- we have to thank Dan Byrne for this all coming together. Oh my God. Yes. Duh. Because everyone knows with my very long very on record obsession with Dan Byrne and so you know since Thanks, Dan, Dan and I are a besties now he messaged me <laughs> and he was just like um can I give my manager your email I don't he doesn't talk like that um <laughs> excuse me Corinne excuse, excuse me Corinne me. I'd like to ask you a question and I was like I mean obviously oh, like like Dan Byrne has a high, higher like like level of like me getting to say yes to something than like my yes, mom of asking wow. me a favor like if Dan Byrne and my mom both were like can you help me move on the same day I'd be like, mom, God, Dan Burns, sorry, sorry. Dan Burns needs to move. And I yeah. just don't think he has I, anyone he, that can he, help him. He's lonely. And he's uh, emotional. But then also my mom would be like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Because she also loves Dan She would Dan do that Burns. too. Thanks, yeah. So Dan. where can we find your music? So carsyglenn.com is my website. I'm going to go ahead and recommend uh, a music video of mine called Vim and Vigor. Because I think that's like really is that the up, black and white up one? the alley of your listeners. No, that's the one with, that's me in a mansion full of like half naked men. <gasps> yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. So mm. I like, I got to film that in like a literal sex mansion in New Orleans cool. with a bunch of boylesque dancers. So they're a bunch of like super ripped hot dudes who are all great dancers. And they're like, the video is all just like me singing while dudes like serve me cake and like carry me around this, on the litter. That's Corinne's heaven. <laughs> this is... It's my heaven too. You should come visit. This is... Yeah, that that's great. I love that. Where do we find that? On your website? You can find it on my website, carsyblant.com. The video is Vim and Vigor. You can search okay. for it on YouTube too. And we can get your music on iTunes, on Spotify. Yeah. And all well, and actually my website so I do pay what you please for all of my music so uh, the music page on my website you can stream everything for free and then if you want to download it you can download in any format for any price you want that's so cool because I just really want I want people to have it their music and want to share it <laughs> yeah and it's like what what well, is the and price also, that you like, feel comfortable paying yeah well and also I don't know if you know about this but like when spot when you stream something on Spotify you the get artist penny, gets like eighth of a penny not even close to an eighth of a penny oh. takes like a million Spotify streams to make like two dollars oh. it's, it's really really crazy so like so Cardi B just so made it's 12 bucks fine <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's fine to listen to stuff on Spotify but if that artist you know that they're not already millionaire you should like go buy something yeah. off their website. Well, I always, mm-hmm. yeah. Any artist that I like, I'm like Beyonce, I will always buy her albums on iTunes. I don't give a fuck. I'll buy That's awesome. everything. I don't know if you know this, but Beyonce has a lot of money already. <laughs> I know. But no, I like, I like totally where your right. head is at. But like there's certain artists where I'm, I want to buy their album. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I great. don't listen to us, but she does have a lot of money, but uh, she can have all my money. <laughs> no, really. I hear you. Same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank well, you thank very you, much for saying this. Thank was you. very fun. Are Thanks for letting us play your we game. Do it? I yeah. like the game. It was great. Uh, yeah, this is the been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. I'm in love with you, but it's all right. I fall in love nearly every night. And it fills up my heart till I can't keep it So I hope you don't mind if I say it again I'm in love with you, but it's okay I fall in 
every good poet I happen to meet Cause loving is easy, it's taking a breath I do it all day, till the day of my death I don't wanna own you, you don't have to stay Just as long as I've known you, I wanted to say I'm in love with you Is that a sin? Just look at the state that you got me in When I think of your hands, of your eyes, of your tongue I get suddenly foolish and humble and young Cause I'm in love with you, honey But don't be afraid, I fell in love with the love that we made But it's none of my business if you could love me You don't have to earn it, I'm giving it free Cause loving is easy, it's taking a breath I do it all day Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you choose from over 1,500 licensed therapists. Get matched with your perfect therapist who can put you on the path to a happier life. For a special offer just for our listeners, visit Talkspace.com slash GWF. 